Hi everyone and welcome along to the latest edition of Giant Sisters um, where I talk with phenomenal women and today we have Delwyn Stewart, a leading advisor on generosity and philanthropy, CEO of the Auckland Foundation and Chair of the Women's Fund. Welcome Delwyn. Hi. Hi. Now, wonderful talking to you and you and I um, met uh, recently and had a wonderful chat and I really wanted you to come on and be on um, on the series today. So you have a very interesting job. Now, the power of intention, how did you design your life path or your career path to get to where you are? Did you plan it or, or did it sort of evolve? Yeah, I guess like um, many of us, it has evolved. Yes. <laughs> um, Sometimes, uh, you know, I set, I set out probably in the women's space and in the PR space really and it took a winding route. But I, I think often you end up where you're meant to be at the right time. Yes. And it very much feels like that with the Women's Fund right now. Yeah, absolutely. The timing's perfect. Now, yes. um, in terms of, you know, what advice would you give to school leavers if they really want a career in the uh, not-for-profit charity uh, advising on the sort of the generosity sector that you're in? Because there's so much interest in that at the moment. Um, any advice you could give them? Look, I think one of the, the great things that we're seeing at the moment is the kind of cross-pollination between for-profit and, I guess, for-social profit. Yes. So people from business coming to work in the not-for-profit area and sharing those skills and vice versa. So I wouldn't be too concerned just leaving, um, stepping out of university or school about which route you take. But it's really about being open to people and to opportunities. And the, the, the key skill, or I think it's a key life skill really, is that ability to be able to listen yeah. and to really empathise with where someone is coming from. Yeah. Particularly when someone's talking about their giving, it's a very personal and personally motivated uh, undertaking. Yes. Now, normally I ask this question at the end, but because your entire world is about this, the giving back that you, you do within your organisation, can you tell us a bit about um, the Auckland Foundation and the Women's Fund? Yes, so the Auckland Foundation is a community foundation, and that's a concept that came out of the States about 100 years ago, and it was around local people um, giving back to their place, so being able to give locally. They might have grown up in a city or a town, they've had a good life and they feel like they want to give back, and that might have been around a passion for the environment or for the arts. Um, obviously, the world is a little bit different these days, and we all sort of live in lots of different parts of the world at different times of our lives and so our idea of local and community mm. is different so Auckland Foundation works with people who tend to live in Auckland or live overseas but consider themselves Aucklanders and who want to contribute something back they might be concerned about um, education or, or the state of our harbour and we offer them a way to channel that giving in a, in a planned way without lots of horrible overhead and compliance. Right. Fantastic. And the Women's Fund mm -hmm. um, has really come about because I noticed that I'm talking, I was talking to people about generosity that I was often talking to women. And I thought that was interesting was there, there's something deeper there for me to look into in terms yes. of the way women give. Yeah. And yeah, women have a particular uh, set of motivations and, and things they're looking for through their generosity. And what do you think motivates women with their giving and uh, selecting who they want to support? 
So empathy is a really big thing for women. Right. So when they can relate to uh, a story, a cause, um, often on a personal way, they get they get it. Yes. That tends to drive their giving. Um, the research says men are, tend to be more motivated to give to support um, institutions that they see as valuable in society, such as schools and universities and hospitals. Mm. Um, for women, it's definitely about, oh, I, I, I can relate to that, I get that, I want to help you. Yeah. Um, and often what has happened is that women have a bias in their giving towards other women and girls because mm. obviously they, they, they can empathise with what that's like. Yes, exactly. Great. Um, and in terms of embracing life's lessons, you know, what challenges have you experienced that have, that have helped shape you as the person that you are? Yeah, I've thought about this quite a bit lately because, as I said, I've, I've sort of come back to the women's space yeah. and there is this sort of new wave of interest in, um, I guess, dealing with the kind of stubborn challenges that remain around gender equality. Mm. So I think that I have... Um, been very, very fortunate in my career uh, and and uh, taken a pragmatic approach and worked the largely male structures to my advantage. <laughs> but I also think that um, we are guilty of a little bit of um, complacency or sort of benign neglect mm. of some of the, the last vestiges of uh, yeah, really getting to that gender equality space. I had an interesting conversation with one of my teenagers yes. last night about the development of these home helper digital things, yep. Alexa and yes. Siri. And I was berating the fact that they all uh, have female identities and yes. saying, why is it that we are still creating these things? And she said to me, oh, mum, come on, leave it out. Is it really that important? Mm. And I thought, actually, it, it is important because it is one of those things where we, it's, a, it's a subconscious bias to this is what women do, they help us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that there are still a lot of interesting challenges mm. to um, un, unfold. Absolutely. And in terms of like the passion and, you know, your, your purpose is, is very clearly helping people and that must be driven by some, um, you know, your internal passion. Did were you like this from, um, you know, a young child? We always looking. Yeah, so I grew, I grew up um, on a farm yeah. and rural communities. You you often feel a little bit isolated, and you, um, if you've got a bit of extra of something, you share that. Yes. And if someone's in need, then everybody comes to their aid, which is not to say that doesn't happen in urban environments, mm. but it is a particular characteristic of rural life. And I think that just has imbued in me this idea of if you've if you've got a bit of extra time, experience, wisdom, money, you know, green beans from the garden, <laughs> you, you, sh you share those things, you offer those things yes. to others who might not have those. Yeah. I also grew up with a mother who constantly told me to put myself in other people's mm. shoes. You know, our, our mothers yes. always have these little mantras that yes. uh, echo in our ears as we get older, and that was one of hers. And so I, I guess I got, um, I was instilled with that idea of empathy and thinking about others, mm. and that has probably coloured how I, how I, what I do today, really. Right, absolutely. Well, that's great. Great story. 
Um, and in terms of sheroes or heroes, you know, who's your who are your inspirational influences that you think of, and that inspire you to do your what you do, which is phenomenal. Yeah, I guess I think of um, not 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 people that I would name. So not so much. I don't really think about sheroes so much mm-hmm. as. Just that, that idea that there are so, so many unsung women yes. from the past. So philanthropy is a good example of this. When you think about philanthropists, most of the names that come to mind are men. Yes. Um, but those, those men wouldn't have been acting alone. It's just that they, they were, were existed in a time when it was all about the man as the representation of that. So my heroes really are... The, the unknown women I know who were the forces for good and the forces for change yeah. um, in and around some of those uh, historical events that we had. I mean, there is, of course, the, um, you know, how can we not have Kate Shepard mm. as a hero, particularly to mention her in this year. Yes. That is such a wonderful, I think, a wonderful example of where we're at now, which is all about what women understand that power is not a not a thing you own or you have. Power is a thing you do. Yes. And Kate Shepard and the suffragette movement, it was all about mm. local grassroots women working together and using their energy and their power to change their world. Absolutely, yes. Um, and uh, are there any new projects or innovations that you have um, coming up in uh, 2018? Um, look, one of the one of the things I think we're missing, um, and I'm, I'm not sure you describe it as an innovation, but I think we're missing really hearing the authentic voice of women. Mm-hmm. I think we we have data and we have charts and we have you know averages and um, bell curves, but I, I don't think, unless it's in the service of, of marketing a bank or, or promoting a political party, I don't think we're really listening mm. to what women's lived experiences. So one of the things I want the Women's Fund to do is to engage, and we're calling it the kitchen table um, project, nice. is to really sit down with women mm. with a bunch of questions and really listen to what their experience of life is. Yes. Um, not to average it out, but to, to just to really engage and hear where women are at. That sounds a great idea. I love the kitchen table name too. I think it's this this just perfect, you know, that that absolutely. relaxed, real yes. environment that we all have in our homes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of good cups of teas and conversations around the kitchen yeah. table. <laughs> so as we reflect on um, New Zealand's hundred and twenty fifth year anniversary of suffrage, what are your thoughts um, on the current status quo in New Zealand and the world for life and opportunities for women and girls? I think we are very fortunate to have a fantastic legislative environment here in New Zealand. Um, but our issues are not the bricks and mortar of law. They are the soft tissue of um, habit mm. and behaviour, both in, in terms of we as women, what we uh, allow ourselves to do, yeah. and both in what men expect of girls and women, and the hidden the hidden systems uh, that we all work within that have just been built around you know the man is the gold standard. Yeah. So I think there's there's lots of opportunity still in New Zealand to to improve um, equal opportunity for women. Yes, fantastic. 
Well, thank you so much for um, being on the show, Delwyn. And um, is there any other information that you would like to share about the kitchen table if anyone wants to be involved? Is that... Um, oh look! If, yes, I'd love I'd love to hear. This is this is one play, way that people can volunteer and get involved in the women's fund, other than than in giving and being a member, mm. and that is to to help us host kitchen table um, conversations. So they can get in touch with me, and um, I can put them down. And, and once we get the program running, that would be fantastic. Okay, to have as many and varied wonderful women as possible involved. Well, great. Well, I'll get the details off you, and I'll see if I can attach it to um, these podcasts wherever they are so people can find out how to reach out to you fantastic thanks very much joe that's great thanks delwyn